Hello, hello, hey, hello. This is the Digital Loop, season one, episode 18. Uh, I'm in Athens today. Hello, Ivan. Where are you? You seem like very Hi, Paul. Busy. How are you? Yeah, um, <laughs> this is Ivan Hernandez reporting all the way from headquarters of uh, Walk Group in Warsaw, in Poland. Oh, that looks that looks really nice. A nifty office. I, I'll just have a room here in Athens. I'm sorry, I can I can give you the view of the Acropolis because I don't have enough cable to do this. So basically, we'll do a, a, little, a small show this week about um, we've been we've been both we've seen each other last week in 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 Poland and I was before that in Rio now in Athens and what we wanted to talk about today is a little bit about the fact that. These are all emerging countries in a way, all very different, obviously, because of their scale and all their characteristics. But compared to, let's say, even 20 years ago, you can actually now work in these countries and actually have an effect. And it's whether it, we're talking startups, whether we're talking digital marketing, whether we're talking just corporations, you actually can do stuff right right now. So I wanted to have maybe your uh, experience as being, you know, you you're someone from Mexico that moved to Poland. To Poland. Uh, how do you see, how has your job and your work changed in the past, maybe five to six years, whatever, depend, with all these access to digital tools? As it, can you, do you feel you're, allow, you're now on par with countries like the U.S. or Western Europe? Not yet. Uh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, uh, I think we need to get a little bit deeper when we talk about the, 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 the advantages of the characteristics of such countries. Um, I, I always say that one of the things, if you think, for example, about Poland, Poland is a brand new country, meaning in the communist collapse in 1989. So from 1989, everybody had a fresh start. And the way the economy has been growing, it has been growing very, very dynamically, exactly because of that, because there's a lot of people very hungry that are everybody with a fresh start, everybody's going, everybody's working hard. Um, and because of that, you know, I, I always say that if you, are, if you have good ideas and you're really willing to work hard, here you have a lot of opportunities because the competition is not the same as in Mexico, that it has been the same system for 100 years, that you know everything is already pretty established, that without the connections it's really hard to get anything done. Here, uh, here the opportunities are, are really, really open, and I think that that's a characteristic of most countries in this region. Yeah, it's also. Uh, I know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and 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 meaning about you know the 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 fact that um, also the fact that Poland is in the center of Europe very often means that um, you know you are two hours, three hours away from any of the cities around around Europe. And one of the things that I always say is also that the quality and the level of quality of the work that is being able to be done here in Poland, it's comparable to what's done in London, in Amsterdam, in Stockholm, anywhere else. Um, and, you know, a big advantage that these guys have is the fact that, you know, because we are in Poland, we are cheaper, not because we are worse, but because just the difference in, in, yeah, the, in, the, the, in, in the yeah, currencies. The yeah. uh, basically, these countries do not have legacies. And, uh, first of all, I want to say you, I agree with you. I've been to so many uh, so-called emerging countries, and of course, all these emerging countries are different. But one characteristic I've seen, they all have this uh, absence of legacy. Basically, the West industrialized countries, I know the West is maybe not always the best term, but having that too good, you know, access to resources, after to do, uh, access to workforce, access to 
money to capital everything everything and suddenly so this West is being disrupted because all these other countries of course when you say that people first and foremost think about uh, China India uh, of course Brazil so the BRICS the famous uh, five countries that that are, that, that are the mass countries but Eastern Europe is also a very interesting example it's like these countries have suddenly rose without the legacy with some legacies, of course, you have, uh, for instance, in Eastern Europe, you have some legacies because of the uh, the Soviet Union systems. But, like you said, you had a fresh start, and these, all these countries are coming up without legacy systems, without also the legacy mindset sometimes that allows them to actually work very fast. I met in in, in Rio when I was. Um, uh, two weeks ago, I met this uh, company that does innovation strategies. So they basically they, they prototype products and you know uh, PLVs and and experiences for users uh, for, for for sorry for, for brands around the world. And now they just open offices in London. And I look at their work, and their work is completely on par with what you see in countries like the U.S. or the U.K., etc. So this difference is it's just now it's a perception. And what I really want to what I really want to focus, and I said that on a, on a talk I gave here in Athens yesterday at the TEDx Athens Salon, which is a smaller event than the, the usual TEDx Athens that happens in November, is that actually when we talk, and we keep you and me talking about that about the fact you know you have to fail fast, you have to be very efficient, you have to be very uh, uh, you have to you, you have to do it basically. You have to stop like planning too much. We keep saying these little tidbits, and actually, actually, by default, by character, the uh, characteristic of an emerging uh, an emerging country is um, so the characteristic. Uh, am I uh, sorry? I yep, 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 yep. I thought I think I was off. Did you? Can you hear me, Ivan? Yes, yes, you're there. You're uh, there. Everything is going great. I'm sorry because uh, sorry guys. So suddenly the technology failed me. The characteristics of of emerging countries is that it's low cost, not because of the quality that you're very right. But low cost, robust products, simple products, and this is all where we say about digital. Digital has to be simple, robust, long term. We talked about the sharing economy a few weeks ago, and we said sharing economy of Makes that products has to be have to have a long um, uh, long shelf life, so they have to be robust. People can reshare the products. People can actually resell the products. In German, lying, we're saying that these are all characteristics that already have uh, are in the DNA of emerging countries. Because since you had no, and I said you because you live in in Poland and live in the UK, uh, there were uh, more limited resources. You had no choice but to actually. Do these type of products, processes, methodologies. Whereas in industrialized countries, we could afford to be more complex. Uh, so it doesn't mean that it's bad to be more complex. I'm just saying that the, all the characteristics of digital are actually in the DNA of countries like Poland, uh, and I would even include Greece. I don't know if yeah. you agree with me. Yeah, I mean, um, connected also with the fact that you mentioned before about the mindset. Um, something that I noticed here is that there is two extremes. You had either the people that they think big and they don't have that baggage uh, behind them, and and when they do projects and then they do make um, their their startups or their projects, they think big. They are not just thinking Poland; they are thinking the world. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet many many very successful. Uh, um, businessmen or people here in Poland, they are actually global uh, organizations. Um, a fantastic example, I'm a big fan of this, uh, there's a company called Ars Tenea. They are a, a graphic design uh, company here in Warsaw. 
uh, I guess it was established by a couple of guys. They are the guys doing all the graphic work for Microsoft, for the Grammys, for the Oscars. And, and when you look at the work they, they are doing, it's just mind-blowing. You, you look at it and you cannot believe that these are three guys in a room in Warsaw. Uh, and they're really, 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 really talented. Um, so that's one, ex one, 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 one side. The other side, I noticed that there is still a lot of people that they still, probably they might have the baggage or probably they're afraid of thinking big. That they are just thinking, you know, doing their own little thing, doing their own little projects with their own little clients here in Poland. And very often I go and I tell them, guys, you know, this is a global economy. What's the difference for you between jumping in a train and going to Krakow or jumping in a plane and going to Berlin or going to London or going to Madrid? Or, actually, or even just jumping on a Google Hangout or, I mean, you know, also using tools uh, that are at our disposal to actually create these networks and create these uh, collaborative work around the world. As well, absolutely, absolutely, and, and I mean, and and this is something that is is very interesting to see the two different the two different sides of the equation. There are some people that are really thinking big, and these are the people that are making you know having a lot of success in these regions of the this region of the world or in these markets, as you call them. Uh, but this is also the possibility that there's a lot of people that they are still you know not willing to try or not or not ready to fail. Uh, and we go back to what you say, you know, you need to be willing to fail. Uh, and not because failure is good. Uh, we are not glorifying failure, as our, our friend Alex Hunters um, mentioned it last week. But you need, you need to be willing to fail in order to really accomplish something, something valuable. Yeah, that was actually very interesting during, uh, you mentioned Alex Hunter. So Alex Hunter did a, a, a presentation at Bitspiration, uh, the conference we both attended last week. And uh, his creed was that there's, uh, and I tend to agree with him, that we overstate the, uh, the failure. So we say, oh, keep failing, keep failing. I mean, and the other side, um, Don Dodge from uh, from Google, well, they give also a talk there at, at Bitspiration, and you mentioned that actually, like you said, that you you have to keep feeling. And he believes you learn more from your failures than you learn that you learn from your successes, because when you have a success, it could be luck, but you're you narrate yourself. You believe that since I had a success, everything I've done was correct. Whether it actually could have just been luck, whether with a failure you actually can pinpoint where uh, you were actually failing and learn for the next time. So I think I sit in between. Uh, Alex Hunter talks about rework, so basically you, you use your successes to build other successes, and Don's uh, point of view is more that okay, you learn more from your failures and your successes. I think it's in between. You have both, both have a very valid approach. Um, and this is again something that might be maybe because you have less choice, uh, but might be also some more ingrained in countries that are emerging. Uh, because again, more limited resources means less choice and less also let's this more of a let's get uh, let's get things done attitude. Because there's no like the runway, so the the ability to keep doing stuff is is less important than. Um, than in uh, in uh, industrialized countries. The other thing I wanted to mention, because you mentioned about people that were a bit afraid, and so you know maybe like you said, oh, uh, they saw their market uh, uh, as the only market, and they didn't realize we're in a global economy. I also think that our identities, the way we define ourselves, uh, is 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 changing. Meaning that um, people are born nowadays uh, will see the world as you describe it and as some of us see it so it's it's a global economy there's no uh, there's the the you we used to define ourselves for the country we were born in 
And I know that both you and me are outliers. We don't live in a country we were born in. We moved around. You moved in several countries, also moving to several countries. I'm not saying that everybody will do that. What I'm saying is that the fact that you have all these tools and, and you will be born with these tools, you will be born with the fact that you can talk to anyone around the world and you can also define yourself according to, like, you know, some kids uh, grow up in school and they, they, uh, they feel alone because they have some passions that nobody else has in their school. Back in 20 years ago, you were like that. And nowadays, you, were, you can actually find other people that have other kids that have the similar interests or passions than you. And then, so you, you, feel, you feel validated in those passions and interests. And then it means that you can create your identity differently than we used to. Our identities were getting top down. So the country, the government, the education system, our parents, they will still be there. But at the same time, these more peer-to-peer -peer identities will be created. And people would not, I, I tend to think, will not see the boundaries of na nations as strongly as we see them. Of course, when I say that, again, we're outliers and it's a process. But I think these identities keep changing. And a new generation, I mean, your kids, basically, will see the world like this. Of course, because you, you're, you're, they have multicultural parents, but also simply because they will, the boundaries are completely destroyed by, by this magnificent thing called the internet. Absolutely. I mean, and this is, this is the, beauty, the beautiful thing of the times we're living now, that thanks to these digital technologies and these, to these possibilities we have, um, the world is flat. And, you know, we, yeah, uh, <laughs> we in Poland, yeah, the, we in Poland, we can compete with anybody in the world and we can have clients all over the world. Um, and it's the same, you know, a small company in the middle of the desert could have fantastic clients and fantastic relationships just as uh, an office in New York. Um, and that's, that's the really, really thing of these exciting times that we have today. Yeah, and I think on that we'll actually gonna, I'm gonna close the show also because I have the plane to catch. To be very honest with our audience, <laughs> so um, I will. I'll see you next uh, week. But in the meantime, Ivan, can you maybe just tell again all the channels people can access and talk to us with, right? With Whereas pleasure. Re remember, yeah, if you if you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on Facebook, uh, also on Twitter, uh, Google Plus, uh, but also you can go to our website, uh, thedigitalloop.co, and remember, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and, and Soundwave. So there's so many places where you can connect with us. Uh, we really uh, invite you to interact with us. If you have any comments, any questions, just, just reach us out. And, uh, well, we're really looking forward to the next uh, week uh, where yeah. we get to talk more about this beautiful digital era. Exactly. And on that, Ivan, I, I, uh, please enjoy your weekend and I'll see you next week. Okay? Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, man. -bye. Bye -bye.